Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. Here on Elevated, we have elevated conversations that really nobody has had before with couples that are really well known in their industries. And the couple that I have with me today are really incredible. Um, they have been impacting the world for over 10 years together and separately in their own businesses. Um, and they have done many interviews together, but not since their recent major transformation. And so I'm really delighted to bring today Jessica and Ray Higdon to our show. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. Thanks for having us. Honored uh, to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I am so excited about our conversation today. And I always like to have a start out with couples introducing each other. So Ray, would you introduce your gorgeous wife, Jessica, to our audience? And Jessica, could you introduce your very handsome husband, Ray, to our audience? And most of you are listening, so you don't get the benefit of, of their greatness. But when we put this up, um, you will get to see them personally. Yeah, for sure. So, um, man, I mean, ever, ever since I met Jess, I knew that she was just so, so special. And, you know, like I had been, you know, married, divorced, engaged, disengaged. And so I'd, I'd been through some 
you know, long-term, you know, relationships. And when we, you know, first started dating, I was just so blown away at her wisdom at such a young age. You know, she's younger than me by a couple years. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just blown away by her, her wisdom, how she carried herself. And, um, and I've just watched her blossom into just such an amazing, amazing woman. Um, obviously very gorgeous, of course, um, but just very wise, very smart, very, um, you know, she has the ability in a complex situation to, to really get to the heart of the matter. And, and I've seen her in negotiations, I've seen her in, you know, business meetings and uh, I remember seeing her the first time she ever spoke on stage and I kind of it kind of frustrated me because I had to work so hard to be good on stage and it came so easily for her. Um, Has, have your audience members thrown up yet? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, she's just uh, just amazing. I had absolute. I thought I knew how lucky I was when I married her. And it turns out I had absolutely no idea the magnitude of uh fortune that god was was placing on me when i got with jess wow and she's a uh mover and shaker she's a a realtor here in naples florida um she works with high-end luxury homes and she also helps investors you know locate properties and um yeah i mean we could i could probably go another couple hours but you know (laughs) we may lose the audience that is wonderful wow thank you babe um, so ever since I've known Ray, he's been one of the most passionate and emotionally intelligent men that I've ever met. And so he, he can talk to somebody and know exactly where they're struggling, what he can see behind any of their facades and know how to help them. And that's been since I've met him, which is just incredible. He is the best husband ever, if you couldn't hear in his introduction to me, just so honoring and amazing. So anything he dives into, and I know we're going to talk about faith today, um, literally anything he dives into, he goes 150,000%. And so it's it's really fascinating and amazing to watch um, and a true testimony to how fast wherever you are and wherever you want to be, how fast you can get there. Um, And so he's just motivated, inspiring, incredible, has built an incredible business that we call the Higdon Group, um, Mm -hmm. consulting and training in the entrepreneur and network marketing space, and now bringing more faith than ever into business and um, has built a pretty large social media presence and just been my rock. So he's amazing. And she's an amazing mom. I forgot to say that. Wow. They have two children together and then you have two sons, right, Ray, from yes. previous relationship. Yes. Yeah, so we're they, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yeah. They just have a few things on their plate. Um, in addition to keeping four humans alive and happy and um learning how to live life well. But thank you for those beautiful introductions. You know, I think. What's incredible is the way that you still honor each other after many years together, because often that that glow can fade. Right. But when I see the glow increasing with time, as I do with the two of you, that's really tremendous. Um, And I know, you know, it's it's so easy to kind of 
see someone's success story and and be at this phase in your journey where you are just enjoying so much favor and so much um, well-deserved um, um, opportunity and ability to impact people through rank makers, through your events, through your communities, through your business, Jessica, of really helping people through a major transition in their life and helping them find their homes. And yet I know that both of you have traversed to say it has been um, a, an interesting and winding road to now would be a gross underestimation of what you two have triumphed over. And as a trauma specialist and a therapist, I continue to be amazed at the level of intention and consciousness that you have and the way that you live. But I wondered if you would share um, a little bit about your journey separately, because tell me again, you met a little over 10 years ago, right? Met and we met in um, May of 2008. Okay, that's right. And um, you were in an insurance office. Is that right, Jessica? And um, Ray, you had been recommended by a friend to go check out this insurance office and um, the very attractive secretary who was in the office as well. <laughs> that's right. um, but the road up until that point um, had been one when I know that you both encountered traumas in different ways. Um, so I wondered if you could share that with our audience a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I I grew up in a home where my parents were never actually married. So my um, my dad had actually cheated on my stepmom, who he's still married to um, to this day, uh, with my mom, and poof, here I am. And so not that this was intentional, but feelings of being the black sheep were kind of ingrained in me from a young age because I could tell that my family wasn't like other families. And so, um, but I had, I had a good life, um, in those younger years where my dad was very wealthy. We had a, he was a very present dad, a great dad. Um, my mom was, was comfortable, and had a great job. And we lived in a nice house, the big yard. I had all the amazing things that a kid could ever want. Great family around me. And um, and then one day, and I don't exactly remember exactly how old I was, but one day my mom lost her job. And from there, I saw a slow decline in her mental health as well as her physical health. And she, my dad, um, you know, decided to stay with his wife and, and left her completely. And so she had a lot of things going on that as a kid, I didn't really understand. And she became mentally ill. Now, whether she was always mentally ill and it just came out through that, you know, set of circumstances or what have you, but she, um, she started having bipolar tendencies. Mm -hmm. She would leave me, um, you know, sometimes wouldn't pick me up from school uh, for hours and hours. One time it was overnight in Cleveland, Ohio, which as you can imagine, is very scary for a young child. Um, and she lost everything, lost her homes, lost just all her possessions and all the storage units completely gone, all of our family photos, everything, and was living in and out of cars and motel rooms. And luckily I had a family support system around me, but when I would stay with her, I was essentially homeless. Um, there would be times where we would have a package of hot dogs for the week to eat 
Um, I would be given, you know, a few slices of cucumber with salt for dinner. Mm-hmm. And one, when I was about 12, 11 or 12 years old, she dropped me off at my grandparents as she usually did and um, went to, to her new job and never came to pick me up. Mm-hmm. Days go by, days go by. I'm freaking out as a, a young kid thinking that I've been abandoned or that she's hurt. Well, Lo and behold, we get a call from the police and she had fallen on the garage floor um, with a bottle full of pills in her mouth and had tried to kill herself and drink herself into oblivion. Um, Luckily, she didn't succeed. And from that moment forward, she got the help that she needed. Hmm. But growing up in middle school and then going into high school with her still not fully recovered um, was very traumatic. And so, and I'll let Ray share his story as well. He um, came from more of the physical trauma, me more the emotional, but um, what that translated to me was, oh, well, if you have a lot of success, that's really, really scary because you could lose it all. And so I've been working through that my entire life and, um, and we can talk about that, you know, if you want to, but it's been, um, it's been a journey and I've realized a lot through that. And the person who, the the person I am today is because of that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all that, Jessica. Yeah. Um, It, as many times as we may share our stories, it's never an easy path, you know, to recount those things. And as much as you feel distant from it now, there's always a part of our inner child that's connected, right? There was a time where I couldn't tell that story without crying. And my mom passed away in April of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry. And it's, it still hits me hard, but I can say that I've fully forgiven her yeah. and she taught me what unconditional love really is. And I'm forever grateful for her. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, um, when I hear people sharing their stories like that, I, I hope everyone listening and I certainly do appreciate the decades of complete dedication it takes to healing to the level where you can actually share your story like that. Sure. Um, You know, there's an increase in vulnerability, shall we say, that's the term for it. And yet um, so much of it is processing. And Jessica, what you have done is is nothing short of heroic um, and incredible. Um, And that little girl... um, I believe is healed every day by the life you're giving her now. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And amazing that God knew all of that was happening when he was preparing you for each other, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Ray, I know that you have had a, a painful journey as well when it came to your childhood. Yeah. Um, so my, um, my parents, uh, divorced when I, or they split apart when I was very young, I I think maybe three or something like that. Um, so I don't really remember any processing of, of that, but, uh, my dad remarried. And so I, I lived with my dad and my stepmom up until the age of right around 12. And she was very abusive very physical. So, um, you know, every 
every morning I was, you know, she would, you know, come into my, come into the room, grab me by my ankles, throw me against the closet and kick me, stomp me and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, I remember, I mean, up until I think I was in my, I'm pretty sure I was in my thirties. I actually still kind of slept in a ball because I had trained myself that if I'm in a ball, then it takes her a little bit to grab my ankles and I have time to react before I hit the wall. And, um, and a lot of, just a lot of physical abuse, claw marks on the neck, all, all kinds of stuff. And, um, what, you know, and my, and my mom did the best she could, my mom, right? So this is my stepmom abusing me, but, um, you know, my mom was going through, you know, some tough times. So it was, you know, not just not able to, you know, step in and take me out of that situation or anything. And, you know, probably the most damaging part was in the third grade. My teacher knew that something was going on. I mean, I, I can't speak for her, but I have to imagine she knew something was going on. And she had me start meeting with the uh, guidance counselor, which I didn't know. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, but it was nice to talk to somebody because I didn't get to talk to anybody. I wasn't allowed to go to anyone's house. Uh, if the sun was out. I had to be outside. When the sun went down, I had to go in my room by myself. And so I just, you know, school, I would talk to people, but you know, that was, that was it. And, um, and so I start trusting this person. I start sharing with her, you know, the different things that were going on. And, uh, one day I show up and it's our regular meeting and it's her and my, uh, dad and stepmom. And she proceeds to tell him everything I've ever told her because she thought it was too outrageous of stories and that I just needed more attention. Mm. And so that was, um, you know, they gave me some attention that day. Um, that's for sure. Um, but that's the day that looking back, I stopped trusting anybody. And so, you know, for, from that point on the rest of my life, I really didn't get close really to anybody. And so I wouldn't, you know, there, there are people that I've known for, you know, 15 years or 10 years that, you know, until I realized that we had never had a deep conversation, we had never had a personal, you know, mm -hmm. conversation, because I just, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was keeping everyone away. And so a lot of times that person in your life, that's aloof, or you never quite seem to have a good connection with them. It's because they were betrayed. Mm -hmm. And, and they, you know, created a heart wall, or whatever we want to call this, they created a defense mechanism to prevent connection, to prevent hurt from ever being hurt like that again. And so um, it took me a really long time, you know, to kind of, to figure that out and a lot of different methods and therapies and modalities and all kinds of different things to, you know, to help that. Um, but one of the things that uh, really helped me understand that and, and other pieces of me was, I remember we were at a, a charity auction and they had this trip to Belize and our neighbor comes up and says, do you see the trip to Belize? And, um, you know, no. And it's, you know, five couples only, you know, private jet, private chef, private island, private everything. And um, and so, you know, Jess is like, Ooh, you know, like she's all excited and fired up. And in my head, you know, I kind of smiled like this, but I thought that sounds like hell. Like it just sounds like the worst thing ever. 
And on the way home, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why? Like, you know, a human should look forward to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that should be cool. I recognize that. But with, you know, with some, you know, help and, and digging, I realized that I saw it as I would have to connect with other humans. I couldn't hide. I couldn't busybody myself to stay away from connection. I would, I'm stuck. I'm trapped. So to me, it was like a, it would be like a prison. And so, um, you know, doing that work helped unlock the reality that, Hey, I may still get, I may still be betrayed, but it would be their loss. And so, you know, I know that I'm here for good. I know that I'm here to make a difference. And, um, and so that really unlocked me and we did end up going on that trip and it was great. It was great. Um, so, you know, both of us have been through a lot of healing, a lot of overcome. And, and I remember, you know, not maybe a month ago, I was sharing my story and there was a, uh, at a lunch and there was a couple of pastors there, a couple other people there. And uh, one guy said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I mean, it was literally the great, you know, my child abuse was the greatest gift ever given to me. Yeah. Not that I would wish it on me or anyone else, but it allowed me to go through doors I otherwise couldn't go through. And it allowed me to speak to people and relate with people and connect with people in a way that if I didn't have those experiences, they just wouldn't relate to me. And, you know, it was around Christmas, I spoke, you know, very briefly to a group of troubled teenagers. And, you know, when I walk up, they're like, you know, like, who's, who's this guy? What's, what's he going to tell us? You know, but when I, you know, started sharing, they're like, oh, oh, he gets us. Like he'd been through some stuff. And, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. I wouldn't trade that for memories of playing catch with dad or, or something like that. Like it was the greatest gift because it, I feel the best when I'm helping someone that's been through some you know, similar things that I've been through. Yeah. So incredibly powerful. So incredibly powerful. And, and I agree. That is my whole mission, you know, that trauma really can become your treasure, um, both figuratively and literally, if we allow um, God to um, transform it in our minds and hearts, what I've often found, and I know is true in my journey, but you know, our wounds for so long can be walls, instead of areas of connection. And especially when I work with couples, you know, understanding that they're relating to each other's wounds more than they are to their hearts. And if they start to understand how to connect um, to the wounded part of them, you know, often that can bridge um, any divide of intimacy when they really recognize um, that that's what's coming through, you know? Mm. Um, And I know that 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 also affects our ability to relate to God because we don't understand, you know, how could a loving God allow such a thing? Did we deserve it? You know, and um, I know that given the fact that about 80% of people um, have been through trauma, according to studies, Um, They may not be connected to their trauma. They may not see it as trauma because to anybody who's been through trauma, it was quote unquote normal. That was the only normal that they knew. And um, the phrase I hear so often is, you know, well, it isn't as bad as fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what I appreciate so much is you have both recognized um, 
the gravity of what happened to you, but also the power in it. And I wonder if you could share with our audience how in your marriage um, that really became, because I can see that it became a bridge of connection rather than divide. Um, and also how it affected your ability to even come to know the Lord, because we get a very different view of God um, when we've been through trauma. Hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess in our marriage, it's allowed us to communicate a lot better Mm -hmm. understanding these pieces of ourselves and especially around money um and around relationships which i think are the two things that people struggle with the most in this world and as far as relationships i would be you know wanting to go to parties and wanting to hang out with people and wanting to get our kids around people and i never understood why ray didn't want to do that all the time and not only do we have slightly different personalities, but I didn't understand that that came from trauma because I couldn't actually understand what physical trauma was like, because I've never been through physical trauma. Mm -hmm. And so he would never want to connect with people. He would never want to, he would always be trying to leave and trying to get home. And I give him credit because he recognized it as well. And if he hadn't recognized it, our marriage probably wouldn't have worked because I can want something for him over and over again, but he has to want it for himself. And we started kind of drifting apart. And then money came into play where I was, the more money that we made, the more I was worried that we were going to lose it. And he's working his butt off, not only scared to connect with people, but throwing himself into work just to please me because I'm, thinking that everything's going to go away. And if we even go down in the bank account a little bit, like we got to work 10 times harder and we got to go fast and we got to go now and always, always operating out of fear and, and fight or flight, which as we know is not of God. And so um, she, she would like peek her head in the office and be like, bank accounts down a little bit. She'd (laughs) shut the door. And, and I'm like, you know, to me, it translates as I'm not a man, I'm not doing a good job. And so I'd work really, really hard and, and start working even more. And she'd be like, why are you so stressed out? I'm like, why am I stressed out? Why, why? You wonder why? And and she actually didn't get why. And until we had that conversation. Yeah. I mean, we had to have those talks, those uncomfortable conversations. And again, to raise credit, which I think is really hard for a lot of men to do, mm-hmm. is he recognized where his patterns were that I didn't even see, but he recognized them and explained them to me. And then I was like, oh, that makes so much sense where, um, you know, one of his patterns is I'm not a priority because of his past. And so every circumstance or every chance he would get to, to prove to himself that he wasn't a priority, he would take it and take that out on me but he had to he had to come to that realization i would have never seen that just on my own maybe but if he didn't recognize it our marriage still would have been in a really rough place mm-hmm. and so those conversations are huge and same for me i had to recognize that i have a fear of losing it all 
and, and working through that and, and getting past that and understanding when that comes up, because sometimes it's just second nature and you don't realize why. In fact, he said something to me that I'll never forget. And he said, every couple of months, it's time for you to freak out. It doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter how much we've made. It doesn't matter what we've done. Every couple of months, you have you have to have a freak out moment, it seems. And he said, you know, it's okay to be okay. And I was like, at first, I'm like, what, what do you mean? And I'm, I don't freak out every two months. And then I look back and just like clockwork, every two months, I would freak out. And so the faith side of that is that, is that trust that is very hard, I think, for us as human beings, just what I've observed through a lot of clients that we have and things for us as human beings, that trust factor in God to know that we go through experiences for a reason and that we are going to be okay no matter what, no matter what happens, he'll he'll get us through it is a very hard concept to grasp because we're so programmed that it all falls on us and us alone. And so through that, I think it's only made our marriage stronger and understanding that no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. And it's okay to be okay. I am so excited to share this episode with you from Ray and Jessica Higdon. The conversation was so rich, we couldn't pack it all into one episode. So make sure you watch out for the next episode coming next week, where we will continue our conversation. You aren't going to want to miss a minute of it. This is going to be extraordinarily elevated. Thanks for listening to The Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.